Toffee and Crane on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Hey, top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream, 9 a.m. if you are playing along at home. And hey, I have some updated details for you about the show. So we had some confusion on whether or not we were in Lincoln this morning, and we aren't in Lincoln until now from now on. So from 9 to 10, we will be on KFOR, which is 101.5 FM, 1240 AM. That's where you can find us now in Lincoln. It's the last hour. There were some changes that happened. It was out of our control. Um, So if you are looking for the show, you can either catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on YouTube if you're up in Lincoln. If obviously you're here in town in Omaha, we're on 590 AM ESPN Omaha. But... From 9 to 10, from this point forward, it's KFOR in Lincoln, 101.5 FM, 1240 AM. We'll keep updating you on that just to remind you. But if you don't hear us for the first two hours, that's why. Wow, with all that clarity, you kind of sound like our next guest. Really? A little bit. He not, not a lot of mixed messages with this guy. He is Ed Service. And uh, let's just say uh, Creighton baseball has been pretty good as of late. He's the head coach <laughs> over there at Creighton. Ed, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Coach, how are you, man? It is so good to talk to you. You know what? I'm feeling great, and I'm excited. Um, the weather's going to get bad here, and we're going to get out of town, so that's good. So, <laughs> Lucky. Hey, can, I, can I stay right there? Because one of the things that I did, we just played, you know, my knucklehead son was playing hoops in the summer a year and a half ago, and we were in Atlanta, and we went over to – um, we wanted to see Kennesaw. We wanted to see a couple of other facilities around town. And everybody was like, ah, oh, you got to see McNeese State. You got to got to see McNeese State. And I said, well, I'm not really in the area, but what makes McNeese State pretty cool? And he said, the guy was telling me, and because he's trying to pattern their facilities off a lot, what McNeese State does. And he kept saying, quietly, they love their sports. Does it even does it get your meter going that you're you're out you're on the road you're at McNeese State, or is it just the fact that it's open it's an opener and I'm gonna be you'd be excited if you were coming to <laughs> you know Baxter to play Omaha right is it what what is Coach Servant what gets him going? Well, you know we've been down to McNeese um, before and I was really impressed. So yeah. the folks who were talking to you were right. They do love their sports down there. They have uh, you know they have their dugout club and they're barbecuing before yeah. the game starts and <laughs> that's what he said they have a lot of pride in their stadium because it's you know when you walk into a stadium the first thing i notice is is it clean and if it is there's a there's a lot of pride involved with this program and when we went down there in 19 it was spotless we went into workout at night before we played the next day and i was really really impressed with their setup they have a young coach who's done a great job down there, so it, it's going to be a it's going to be a battle for us. But we're walking into a an environment I think our players will enjoy. Coach, keep it right there before we talk about the team in particular, because I'm just kind of curious now. Um, you know, as you travel around to a bunch of different facilities, different stadiums, do they ever compare or compete with what you get every single day here in town? No. <laughs> as, nice <laughs> you, as nice as these places are, yeah. they don't even get close to what we have here. Not only the field itself, but the locker rooms, the dugout, the you know the places where players can spend some time before the game. You know, we can eat and all that stuff. It, it's not even close. So, 
as nice as it is at McNeese State, and we play at some great venues, some really outstanding venues, they don't come close to what we have here at uh, Charles Schwab, that's for sure. We'll get to the, 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 the five pre the preseason all-conference all selections in the, in the team, but let me ask you one more question about the schedule because I know you're competitive. I know you want the best. I know you're always thinking long-term, and you're going to get a great environment at McNeese. Coastal will be exciting. Uh, I think you go to Cal State, Northridge. When you are when you look at the early season slate, dealing with the weather, and I know you don't like to talk about it a ton and make excuses, but with the opener to the season, do you like the way that the schedule will break out for you in terms of being able to have some sort of a mini forecast? Well, you know, in a perfect world, I would like to start in, like, the state of Arkansas because maybe the weather there is going to be 45 to 50 50 degrees. It's a little bit more closer to what we're going to play the bulk of our season in. I've never been a fan of going to, like, Miami, Florida or to the warm climate areas, even though you're probably guaranteed to play games. We don't play a lot of baseball games at Creighton in Mm 85-degree weather in the springtime. So Mm -hmm. my job is as a coach is to prepare ourselves for the bulk of our season, our conference season. So that includes weather. So I'm trying to put our guys in an environment that's similar to what they're going to see. So down in Louisiana this weekend, we're going to see fifties. So that's kind of conducive to what we're going to see up here when we get into April and May. So it's not too far away from the same kind of conditions that I think the bulk of our games are going to be played in. But we, we, we try to look at that, but whenever I get a chance to play a Coastal Carolina, we're going to jump on that. So that had nothing to do with climate. That all had to do with the type of team. Yeah, that's a yeah, heck of an environment. the type of program they are, you know. It's a great way to lay it out because, you know, you would think a lot of times you would want the reps – uh, more than you would want the environment. But I, I, I liked the case that you made there, Coach. We're talking to Ed Service, head baseball coach over at Creighton. Let's talk about the team now. The squad enters the 2023 season, picked to finish second in the conference with five preseason All-Big East selections, as my co-host DB pointed out. That's the most of any team in the Big East. Where do you think this team's strength lies? Would you say pitching, hitting, or defense? I would say depth. I would go a step further. I would say the depth of the team, and it's something that we really have never had a ton of here. We've always had good front-line players, but if we lost a player and it's due to happen, injuries are part of the game, that sometimes we just didn't have another person to fill in, and there was a little bit of a drop-off. So this year's team, and and COVID has a lot to do with it. Uh, The rosters have been expanded to 40 men. So we have much more depth. I believe we have 14 pitchers that can get Division One hitters out. Mm. Normally, a normal year for us would be 10, 11, 12. So I think we have some additional guys there. We have about 13 or 14 positional players that are likely to be interchangeable. We've not had that in the past. So I think the depth is going to be the strength of this team from a coaching standpoint. I think sometimes the players, they don't like depth. They want to be one shortstop out there. They want one center fielder out there so they know they're going to play every game. But from a coaching standpoint, you always want to develop depth, and I think we have that this year. Oh, that's a fantastic segue. Early, We opened the show talking about 
how coaches a lot of times talk about they want versatility and the ability to do different things. And we were talking about your basketball team over there at Creighton and and guys getting shots and having options. And I said, it really works if your culture is good and guys believe that they'll always have their opportunity because it's hard to stay ready when you're not the one needing to be ready, right? It's always good to talk about Correct. having options until you're the guy that's the other option. How do you feel Correct. like the under, the level of understanding? Because you can play – shoot, I just look at great – let's just take two guys. Let's look at Grace and Megs, kind of different kind of hitters, how they want to play. Your lineup, you can play a ton of different ways, right? You can hit and run. You can hit for power. You can shop at the gap. Guys have to embrace their role. How do you feel your team's temperament will embrace the different ways that you can play? Well, I really like our upperclassmen. This is actually one of my favorite teams, and I've been doing nice. it for quite a while now. Yeah. And I've told them that several times. They're very low drama. They want to be coached. They're willing to accept roles, even though it may have been different than a the role they had last year. And I think the key to all of this is communication. And I try to communicate. I try to be as honest as I can with our players. I always tell them, the only thing I'm not going to share with you is budgets. You do not need to know anything about the budget. That's, that's an administrative thing. I'll take care of that. But everything else I'm going to share with you as to why we do what we do, whether it be a practice situation or whether it be a game, we like to talk a lot after games about, hey, this is why we did what we did in the sixth inning. This is why we did what we did in the eighth inning. Because so, it, it, it's their program, and I want them to have ownership. And I think if I can communicate that to them, they will take that ownership, and we have a great group of older players. You mentioned two of them, Andrew Meggs and Jack Grace. It's been a lot of fun to get to know these guys even better, and I'm really excited about what's going to happen here starting Friday when the season starts. Coach, uh, you know, you talk about depth, and uh, one position that you really haven't needed depth was the guy coming out of the pen to close out games. Um, and he was dominant for the team in 2022. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about T-Tom. Yeah. I'm talking about Tommy. And all great teams have that automatic out of the pen to close games. And like he fills those shoes nicely. How big is it having him back as a graduate student utilizing every bit of his time that he was given to play college ball? Huge. You know, and... We, we put a heavy emphasis on our bullpen. We always have. Yeah. We've always been fortunate to have guys at the back end that were fearless, that were competitors, um, and could get outs. Because those outs are different at the back end. Those are much different. They're high-stressful situations. And Tommy thrives on that. Matter of fact, he doesn't do well when I put him in a game if we have a five-run lead. That's when he struggles. You know, he, he does much better in those tied games, one-run lead, type of scenarios and the interesting thing about him is he could pitch three innings and give us nine outs or he could pitch two out you know the, the ninth inning to get two outs he's got a lot of versatility um, you don't often see that in guys at the back end they have to have they can only pitch one inning but Tommy brings a ton of versatility to us he's almost you know he's almost a bullpen in himself because we use him in such a different you know we'll use him you know, we'll use him in the seventh inning on Friday if we got a chance to win that game. And he'll be disappointed if I take him out. <laughs> you know, he wants to finish games. So he's a unique guy, ultra competitive, a um, lot of fun to be around because I like competitive people and um, great teammate too. So we just got to keep him healthy. You know, I'm tempted to use him every game. 
and we just got to keep them healthy as we go through the season. Coach, I'm curious to get your answer because you can be a philosoph when you want to. How do you – you have a veteran team, and you – listen, you don't sugarcoat anything. You're super transparent. How do you not talk about the, the Big East finals a year ago in the championship and not have it relate to this season? Do you flush it? Do you address it because you have a veteran team that knows where they want to be, where they were a game away from being a year ago? How does that work with your communication dynamics? We have, we've addressed it just very briefly, mm-hmm. and I've tried to use it just as a way to motivate them, just as a way to say, hey, this is what happened now. Do we want that situation to happen again? If we're not interested in that, then we got to take a different path. You know, our preparation has to be different. Our preparation has to be better. Um, not just that last week of the season, but, you know, every opportunity we get to practice. And, and the really fun thing about this team, and there's many fun things about it, is you can say stuff that, like that to them. Mm-hmm. They're very mature. You know, we have nine graduate students. Yeah. And, and I never thought I'd have one, let alone nine on one team. So it, it's, a, it's a lot more fun. I can communicate to them. I don't have to worry about, oh, am I hurting somebody's feelings or not? Because they know where I'm coming from, too. We're all pulling in the same direction. And uh, we don't talk about it often, but I have used it once or twice just as a way to get them hey, refocused and motivated as to we don't want that to happen again. Coach, last year the NCAA tournament bid came up short in the Big, in the Big East Championship, but preseason expectation – pencils you back in that spot to avenge last season's feat. You know, the goal is always to make it to the CWS, but as you know, it's not a marathon, or as you know, it is a marathon, I should say. It's not a sprint. Uh, What goals have you set forth for this team this year to help you get there? Well, we want to get off to a little bit better start, Mm -hmm. and and we've, we've conveyed this to our players that at Creighton University, every game is important. Sometimes if you're the bigger school down south or whatever, you can kind of play into your season a little bit, knowing that you're, you're going to get an opportunity to go to a regional and you're going to have an opportunity to potentially host a regional. At Creighton University, you look at things a lot differently. We cannot play into our season. We must find a way to play it better early. And I'm, I'm optimistic because the weather has allowed us to get outside a little bit more this year mm-hmm. than some years. So I think we're a little bit better prepared to potentially get off to a faster start. But I think if we'd have got off to a faster start last year, we might have had a chance to do something besides, you know, you must win the conference tournament, otherwise you don't advance. And that's what the 2019 team did. They really did a great job with those non-conference games, and they set themselves up going to the conference tournament where they didn't necessarily have to win it to continue to play, and that's always been our goal. So in order for that to happen, we got to play better early. All right, one more, Coach. I prom- I, I fibbed on the last one just because i gotta, <laughs> I got to take advantage of the topical smarts. A couple of the teams that we've talked to, Omaha, they don't have a true freshman or a sophomore. Uh, Coach Bold, he's going to start. He's got five fifth-year seniors on the bump alone. You guys, veteran, you, you've talked about it. You're, you're an old, mature ball club. Is this a COVID thing, or is this something that you think is sustainable to get old and be old as there's a lot of mature teams in college baseball? 
Yes, there is. And there's a lot of reasons for that. COVID is one. But the fact that Major League Baseball now only has 20 rounds yeah. is oh, another reason. Point. And yeah. then the other reason is players are realizing that we do a really good job at the college level in developing players. And then the player now only spends maybe one or two years in the minor leagues where he used to spend four or five years in a minor league. So he'd rather spend it at the college level than in a pro game because, you know, let's, let's face it, the college athlete gets treated pretty well nowadays. So <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of reasons why they're staying longer, but COVID would be at the top of the list. But I think the Major League Draft, having whittled it down to 20 rounds now, there's less opportunities for these guys to go on to the pro game as you see a lot more seniors and fifth-year seniors playing the game. And it's been a better game for us because of that. So it, it's been a win-win for the, for the college programs to have these older players in our program. Safe to say those that have kind of thought ahead maybe a year or two can recalibrate the quickest because the rosters will reset. It's not just baseball. It's a lot of college sports that will have to sure. reset and recalibrate recruiting after this final year, is it a year process? Is it a two process or two year? Or is it, hey, you know what? We've already been thinking about this. I understand what we've got to be able to help supplement in the portal as well. Well, you're right. It's, it's going to flush its way through here soon. And we're going to be back to what we consider to be normal before COVID. But then you throw in, and you mentioned the transfer portal. That is going to change everything again because – I feel bad sometimes for the high school athlete because they're getting overlooked now, and a lot of programs are saying, okay, if we need four players for next year's roster, let's go to the transfer portal and get those four guys because I don't want really to really get engaged in developing young players like you have to when you bring a high schooler or a freshman into your program. We're never going to go that route. I like a little bit of blend. I like to work with the young players. I like to have the players in our program for three, four, five years because then they know me. I know them. It just works better that way. Sometimes when you get a grad guy, as good as they may be, there's still an adjustment period. And um, usually during that adjustment period, not a lot of good things are taking place. So I, I, we're going we're gonna to try to continue to recruit high school players, and then we'll pluck up the transfer portal guy every once in a while, but I think, I think that transfer thing is uh, we don't know quite the impact that has on baseball quite yet. We're probably going to have to see it through another year or two before we really fully appreciate the impact of the transfer portal in baseball. God, fantastic stuff, Coach. Coach, we appreciate your thoughts. <laughs> we appreciate your knowledge, and good luck this Friday. Best wishes, Coach. Hey, Thanks. Thanks much, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Coach. That's Coach Ed Service, head coach over at Creighton Baseball. That's fantastic. Very deep. Very, I, I, you know, like I, I really do I mean d- knowledgeable I love our, yeah, when I it just comes love our to, baseball guys. when it comes to, like, breaking down, like you guys were talking about, the transfer portal and how it's easier not to have to develop somebody when you're looking maybe, and in, in, if you're in win-now mode, oh. you're not going to go to high school. You're going to go to the transfer portal, and it's just a different age. And what are, what are the odds, whether you're Bellevue, Omaha, Creighton, uh, Nebraska, these are older baseball teams, and you're kind of looking around and, and I can't help but to kind of go back to something Coach Frost said about wanting to get old and stay old. And I just wonder how long it will how long it will take to recalibrate 
the COVID years to reset the rosters without killing just in general the across, high school. No, I'm de- across so, all so it's, it's just on my mind, right? So I'm trying to it's, ask. It's been on my mind since COVID these, started. How you th- add the year and you take away scholarships here. Yeah, I'm looking at guys like like Dominic. You know, guys that came over. Um, you know, for from Notre Dame, he's a Fremont Bergen guy in high school in New Jersey, and I'm just looking at his. You know, he's. I think he's going to be a a red. He's going to be a junior for Creighton. I think he's played like three years of college baseball. A sophomore, I should say, and he's and he's played three years of college baseball. And I'm just like, how long will it take for that to reset? Mm-hmm. It's that's a great why, thought. That's why I always look at Nebraska scholarship distribution chart in football. Right? They only have – they're going to end up having single-digit number of seniors <laughs> before it's all said and done, my guess. It's going to be a, a – no, you have single-digit seniors. That's crazy if you're in high school wanting to go to school. It turns a lot of kids off sometimes. Well, I think basketball is probably the most difficult to well, because, adjust yeah, to because we'll people just size. flip it around, and it's hard to be a tweener high school player and, and get those offers. But well, it's also I, hard I to like find this room, right? Yeah, like you can be a bench guy. There, there's a lot of coaches that welcome you to be. Hey, you're you're essentially here if, for practice, right? And the one thing I didn't think of that he said, which is why it's above my pay grade. See the college dra- the draft college draft the draft being only 20 rounds mm-hmm. now i that's one thing i did not think of off the top because i'm like these rosters are gonna have to turn around i'm just looking at some of these teams and the, their power rankings and how old they are i'm like this is weird we heard coach bolt say well we have x amount of fifth year seniors which is odd in our game it's kind of cool now to be a junior in college bat how would you like to be topping now his team isn't very good in kentucky but Three years ago, it'd be like, ah, too old, been in the game too long, man. He's tarnished. But now you kind of want some veterans because you're playing against mm-hmm. grownups. Right. And you're in that age to where you're playing against experience now. Yeah. You're playing against guys that have been there, done that for four-plus years. If you bring in young talent, sometimes the game translates. You're literally playing 18 versus 23. Right. And sometimes it, it translates for the best ones. Uh-huh. Um, if, you're, if you're the most talented on the floor, more times than not, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. You're just it's, the most talented. And, and just imagine, it, it, even ma- it matters in high school, which is why you see so many people reclass, right? I mean, Isaiah McMorris is going to be 19. Davon Hall is older Mm -hmm. like when you look at some of these guys that are a year and a half two years older than the people that they're playing against just magnify that in in college right Purdue had two fifth year guys playing against two redshirt freshmen at Nebraska and I say redshirt because one of them was a COVID year you've only been on campus one year uh, that stuff matters man Hey, before we change gears, I want to take a moment and tell you about Zipline Brewing. They have this Mosaic IPA, which Shane was a huge fan loved, of. Loved it. A delicious West Coast-style IPA. Shane, I think you just want to be on the West Coast right now, you know, get away Shane, from the weather. Shane, maybe I, I, I sat around, I had two, three beers in a <laughs> row. I, I said in a row? <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, though, Shane, you chose well because this is the U.S. Open Beer Championship silver medalist you're drinking. In a very crowded category. It's an American IPA. Big notes of blueberry, 
tangerine, and yes, Shane, you guessed it, papaya. Nice work over there. <laughs> a tap room favorite, now available all year round. If he you said papaya. By the way, you can get all that stuff from the website. Great website. I've been on there. I've checked it out. I love it. It's Zipline Brewing. Coming up next, I have a point that DB and I are going to talk about in regards to 2023 recruiting. That's next.